Hey everyone and welcome to episode two of the Holding Court podcast. I am sitting here with my co-host yet again, Justin. Your one and only option. I don't have a lot of options right now. We are sitting in the start of the third week of quarantine here and it was actually just announced today that the social distancing regulations have been extended to April 30th. So make Uh, yourselves comfortable. We're going to be here for a minute. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is. So much quality time with you. Yeah, it's a uncharted territory for everyone. I think it's very unique time right now and everyone's just doing their best. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the best, the best way I've heard it is, you know, we're all in this together and that's the truth. I think it's, uh, affects everyone worldwide. And, um, you know, I think everyone for the most part is doing a pretty good job of being responsible and practicing social distancing. And obviously we've heard about washing our hands and our front hygiene, and back. front and back. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, everyone's doing the best they can and, um, you know, just have to applaud the doctors and nurses and everyone on the front line and, um, you know, fighting this invisible enemy. And then also, you know, all the, all the families that are at home, homeschooling their kids right now. Um, I have a lot of buddies that are trying to homeschool their kids and they're having a hard time because, they had a hard time getting through school, so <laughs> <laughs> not I their actually, specialty. I actually wish there was a camera on them uh, doing homeschooling with the kids. I just talked to Corey; it'd be it'd be great to see him. It's probably better that we don't have a camera on people homeschooling. <laughs> but like I said, everyone is doing their best. So let's pull it back to when we first obviously found out about these regulations and that baseball was going to be postponed. Um, I guess maybe walk us through what your mindset was when all of that happened and you know how you started to involve yourself with the Dream Center. Well, it was weird. We actually had a night game in Arizona, spring training, and in the middle of the game, we found out that the NBA had pulled teams off the court uh, because of this virus. And obviously... Uh, the conversations in the dugout, not knowing what we were going to do. Um, I think played five innings, came in and immediately just uh, did some did some media and then started watching the TV and trying to follow along. Um, obviously, you know, if the NBA and Adam Silver makes a decision to pull players out the court, um, you know, that's going to impact the entire sports world. And, and I think we saw the, the domino effect after that. Everyone started getting shut down. Um, and Tom Hanks. When Tom you Hanks. got that alert on your phone, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you, like we got to protect Tom Hanks. <laughs> we got to protect Tom Hanks. <laughs> he was, was he in, uh, he was in Australia? Yeah. He was filming the new, um, movie about Elvis Presley. So him and his wife, Rita were, um, out there and yeah, they started to feel sick and got tested and found out they were positive for it. So yeah, okay. I think everyone at all at once, we started to get all these different alerts and seeing tweets pop up and. Um, everything happened pretty quickly after that. So I think we were home, um, in Arizona and it was 
maybe about a day and we kind of overheard what the dream center was doing. Um, we talked about in the first episode, our involvement with them, but they are so quick to respond to anything that happens. And this was no exception. So, um, I'm sure a lot of, you know, LAUSD schools, um, a lot of kids are involved in the, um, assisted lunch program or free lunch program. And obviously no schools means that was not going to be happening. And so there's a need that needed to be filled. And so that's where the Dream Center was stepping in and finding a solution for that. Yeah, it was actually, you know, we kind of stumbled upon this opportunity because I guess there was a little bit of a miscommunication between um, Clint, who works closely with us at the Justin Turner Foundation, and he also works uh, tirelessly at the at the LA Dream Center. So uh, they were reaching out trying to get meals uh, donated um, to have enough food to pass out to these kids. And they reached out to Pink's Hot Dogs, who we did an event with a couple months back. And Clint was kind of the contact point there. So when Clint called and, and reached out and said, hey, this is what's happening. We're, we're trying to get meals. Uh, he talked to Richard Pink. And I think Richard just assumed that he was going through uh, the Justin Turner Foundation for this. And he was excited and uh, this is kind of how we stumbled upon this was we started getting tagged in social media. Uh, anytime Justin Turner calls, the Justin Turner Foundation needs anything, we'll be there. We're going to support them. We're sending hot dogs. And, you know, we both got notifications on social media and we're like, wait, what did we do? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, we're getting hot dogs delivered to Arizona. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it, it ended up being a, a little bit of a miscommunication, but also a huge blessing in disguise. Um, you know, got a hold of Richard and Pink's and made sure that, you know, he was aware that this was, you know, a donation that he was making to the Dream Center, but also uh, took an opportunity and said, hey, but, you know, whatever you're doing, we wanted to, we wanted to match that. So um, they were, they were donating 500 hot dogs a day for a week. And then, you know, we told them that we'd do 500 hot dogs a day for the next week. And then the light bulb just kind of went on and, uh, you know, me and you talked about it, reaching out to some of our local favorite spots that we go to and, um, you know, trying to help support them and also provide meals for these kids and families, which ended up turning into not just LAUSD students and families. It ended up turning into, you know, the entire city of Los Angeles needing somewhere to go to get a hot meal. So uh, it, it, it really actually turned into something that was really good and developing new relationships with these local restaurants and um, keeping up with some of the old ones has, has been kind of kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it's tough when you're calling these businesses and you're checking in with them and just hearing how hard this has been on them. And obviously it's been hard on everyone and everyone has their own unique struggles. But um, a lot of these small businesses are really trying to get creative and figure out ways to keep their doors open and keep their workers employed. And um, yeah, I think getting the reaction from a lot of the restaurants when, you know, you call and place those big orders has been really awesome to hear. They're just super grateful. And obviously it's a order that's coming into their restaurant, but also knowing where it's going and how it's going to be helping all these families and impact their lives. I think that's what makes it really great for them. Yeah. I want to actually, you know, like you said, everyone's been great and, um, you know, I have a list of the restaurants in front of me with, he has a full spreadsheet here <laughs> that he has been working. It started out with 
a pen and paper and I saw him get the ruler out and he made like a old school form. And I was like, you know, I have my laptop out here. You can, you know, put that in like a spreadsheet. And he's like, I'm old school. I like it like this. But eventually it transferred onto the computer in the digital form. He's got their little logos there and their contacts, numbers, what food he's doing, the numbers, the delivery days, everything all laid out here. So it's actually a thing of beauty I'm looking at right here. And you thought I was computer illiterate? No, I just had to help you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but now you've got it. It looks great. I'm really proud of you. You could put this on your resume that you are Excel numbers proficient. <laughs> yeah, I got the basics down. But anyways, yeah, there's uh, a, a few restaurants that we went through, and I'll mention them all here. Uh, Pink's Hot Dogs, obviously, which we went through first, and then Baby Blue Barbecue, um, Joe Peep's New York Pizza, Hard Times Pizza Company, Brazo Pizza, Vince's Market, The Bright Spot, Giamella's, RC Provisions, uh, Toro Grill House, and Tommy's, um, original Tommy's Burger. Uh, and then the other one on here is Langer's Deli. I don't have it listed, but um, we've ordered a bunch of sandwiches from, yeah, for the from Norm for the volunteers to have lunch. Uh, but I do want to mention, um, you know, one of these businesses that has been, you know, off the charts, and that's the Toro Grill House. Uh, and the young man's name is RJ. It's a family-owned uh, taco shop. And every time I've called and placed the order, uh, you can just hear and feel like the emotion um, in in placing the orders through him and his family. And he's been constantly sending me uh, text messages and pictures and updates and how grateful and, you know, just so excited. And I, I got even the volunteers at the Dream Center have said that when he shows up, it's just like sunshine, like he's just the best, like the best energy. You can just tell he's super grateful. And obviously this is a difficult time for him and his family, but him being able to keep that attitude is just incredible. And it just, it's the best feeling. You actually reached out to him yesterday to place another order and you could just tell it just meant the world. So after I placed that order, I want to read this text that he sent me. Uh, it was pretty cool. It kind of gave me goosebumps. He said, Oh my God, Justin, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I was just jumping up and down for joy. I just called all my staff and told them we're back in the game. <laughs> so, That's uh, the best. you know, obviously we enjoy, um, you know, answering, answering the calls and, and filling the needs and, and no one does that better than the dream center. I think, uh, when something comes up, when, when something happens, uh, they don't worry about, you know, the, the marketing of it or the funding of it or how it's going to work out. They just go right to work, which is amazing. And I think, you know, other than being a part of that and helping so many people, um, you know, seeing and getting to feel and experience, uh, the reactions of some of these business owners has been, uh, something pretty special that, uh, you know, is, is kind of a highlight obviously in this, in this low, low times right now. Yeah. Everything's just been super genuine. And like you said, the dream center, everything they do, everything just happens organically. I don't think they really even have a plan when they go into it. They know what they want to do, but I think as everything was evolving and changing, they, you know, had to adjust their operations, kind of came up with their drive through obviously. To well, it started it. out as they were going to open their kitchen Yeah, and they were going to let people come in and eat. And then obviously the 
CDC and the the uh, social distancing thing took place. So it turned into a it turned into a drive through, and I kind of made the joke to them. And I've I've been trying to push it. I don't think it's really stuck, but I think it's the <laughs> the fastest drive through in America right now because all these families are coming up and getting hot meals and not just hot meals. They're getting essentials. They're getting diapers. They're getting. Uh, canned foods they're getting fruit they're getting all kinds of they stuff have hand sanitizer and that is liquid gold right now yeah they have everything it, it's just an amazing organization and i think uh you know one of the things i get asked the most is oh you know how do we get involved at the dream center and and uh i believe it's ladreamcenter.org if you want to go you can donate money and they're like i said they're they're handing out hot meals from 7 30 in the morning to 6 30 at night and uh i think i read today they've done in the two weeks they've been doing this program, they've done over 115,000 meals they passed out. So it's, uh, it's hard work. It's a lot of work. Uh, they love doing it. They embrace it. Uh, if you get a chance to go up there and just walk around the campus, it's just full of joy and full of positive people and, um, really something that's special and obviously has meant a lot to, to court and I over the years. Yeah, I just wanted to correct. Uh, dreamcenter.org is where you can head. What did I say? LA Dream Center? Yeah. Oh, it's just dreamcenter.org. Yeah, you can reach out to the Dream Center. They have all their social media, everything. You can reach out to the Justin Turner Foundation. Um, one of us will be able to point you in the right direction on what you're wanting to do. I know a lot of people are looking to volunteer right now, and that's pretty limited, but there's other ways. Um, people have brought their own food up there. They've placed orders, um, different ways to help to... People are actually people are actually give, going through and, and handing them money too. So they're they're yeah. getting meals and and giving money to try to, you know, create more meals. So it's been it's been pretty cool. You can follow him on Instagram and um, Pastor Matthew Matthew Barnett. Uh, he has an Instagram too, and they're posting all the time. And it's uh, it's really inspiring the work that they're doing in, in these these tough times. Yeah. It's obviously a focus of a lot of people to try to help out these small businesses. Um, if you're not, you know, able to do what we're doing and place the food orders, there's other ways that you can help. I've seen a few things kind of going around online of a little list of things to do. I've heard of people saying to buy gift cards for restaurants or shops, um, either for yourself or other people. Yeah, because then you can use them later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. You can also you know, obviously refer people to local businesses. A lot of people are doing takeout. If you're able to do that safely, um, share your favorite small businesses on social media, leave them reviews, um, just little things that you can do to help them out and obviously help sustain them through this tough time. Are we going to, do you want to talk about the Adidas stuff? Yeah, we can talk about it. The shoes. I think we're, we're in the works of coming up with something and, and it's, it's not big. It's nothing big, but um, we've been trying to figure out a way, uh, you know, with our Adidas sponsorship. Um, with they, our, it is it. it is ours, and if they've been so so <laughs> yeah. so great to us, and and all of our events, and being there for us, and uh, been trying to figure out a way to team up with them, and had a phone call today, and uh, you know, you can look out for this. I guess it's a social media contest kind of. Yeah. Um, but we're just looking for um recommendations for, you know, those frontline workers, those those nurses, those doctors, uh, even if it's people in a supermarket um who are on their feet all day. Uh 
you nominate them on our Instagram page and we're going to be sending out some, some new Adidas shoes, some new ultra boosts. So, yeah. uh, you know, they're on their feet all day running around and I know it's not a mask or a ventilator or anything like that, but you know, you're on your feet for a long time and, and you know, maybe some new shoes will help lift some spirits. So yeah, be, be looking out for that one. Sneakers go a long way. I wore those in the marathon and they were incredible. So yeah, we're um, just trying to think of little gestures. I think that's kind of been the theme of this. Just a lot of people coming up with creative ways to show kindness and, you know, obviously show appreciation to those everyday heroes through all of this. And don't be afraid to reach out to the foundation. I think, uh, you know, one of the coolest things about the Toro Grill House that, you know, we were talking about a little bit ago and RJ was, you know, we found out about him because he reached out to the foundation. He sent an email and he reached out uh, on social media and said, hey, we have a small, small family owned business. We would love uh, some help and, and, you know, fill in some orders. You know, is there any way you can help us out? And it's turned out to be uh, a pretty good relationship. So if you, uh, if you have needs or know people in need or, um, know some small businesses that are, you know, trying to, you know, hang on and, and, and not lose employees, like please reach out. And again, we're not going to be able to answer everyone's request, but we try to do our best to get to as many people as possible. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that, uh, you know, support us as well. And if we can't do it, maybe someone else can. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt to ask and we'll try to do whatever we can to help or at least point you in the right direction. So I guess we'll just switch gears, not really switch gears, but just kind of talk about how times have really changed and everything just feels kind of different right now. I know we've talked about, you know, waking up in the morning and kind of feeling like we're all in this really strange movie. Um, it, a lot of it doesn't really seem real. I know everything you see on the news is obviously very difficult to watch and you know it seems like everyone's been affected by this but I know you and I were even talking about you know kind of putting a positive spin on this and we're even just walking in our neighborhood today and just seeing the change in um, everyone's activities and it's kind of refreshing to see I know it's a little strange to you know I guess I guess it's not really that strange to see the positive and everything going on but it is really refreshing to see you know, the change in everyone's activities. And, you know, we're on a walk today and we see kids riding bikes and we see, we saw a bunch of boys building a bike ramp, which is obviously something we would do when we were younger. So it almost feels like we've stepped back in time and we're kind of almost just like observing everyone living our childhood, how it was. Don't forget the uh, Home Depot moving box yes. fort in the front yard that we saw. That was pretty cool too. But yeah, it is, it is interesting. You know, you you walk outside and, um, you know, people doing workouts, uh, running laps down the street and back and then doing abs on the grass on the uh, right next to the street and, uh, you know, driving in LA. Oh my goodness. There's no traffic. Yeah. Traffic's gone. No traffic, clear skies, blue skies. And you can go, we, we went up to the dream center today, drop some stuff off and, it took us 10 minutes to get there. And normally that's a 30 to 45 minute drive. So, um, you know, there are some definite, I guess, positives to take away from this whole quarantine. And, um, like you said, I, you know, our, our neighbor, little girl, two doors down, 
Uh, Poppy's having a birthday tomorrow. She's having a drive-by birthday party. So like the innovation. It's a parade. So everyone's going to drive by and I guess maybe toss some confetti out the window and toss a present at her. And I actually, they had a bunch of chalk out on their driveway and around the street and everyone's been coming by and like writing their messages to her and happy birthday and sending her all her birthday wishes. So yeah, it is, there's something to be said about the creativity and, and innovation. Yeah. Innovation is crazy. And I just think if this all wasn't going on, I don't think that box fort would be getting built. I don't think that bike ramp would be there. I think there would be some form of a glowing rectangle in front of everyone's face, which obviously there's been some creativity coming through um, on the digital side. But yeah, I mean, the other day in the park, we saw a family flying kites, which aside from maybe seeing them at the beach, sometimes I don't know if I've seen anyone flying a kite since I was flying my uh, Denver, the last dinosaur kite when I was little. Definitely not in a park. No, definitely not in a park. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we saw that and we were like, whoa, were they just flying a kite? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they were flying a kite. I thought like go fly a kite was just kind of like When's a, the last time you thought about a kite? I know, but it's nice. And it's really like, I'm old school. I love like everyone getting out the board games. I love how creative everyone's being. I love seeing, you know, we walked by today. There was a wagon in a front yard and little chalk sign that was like, take some lemons. And they had little bags out there like from their lemon tree. It's just really cool to see the ways that you know, parents and kids are getting creative and finding ways to pass time that is outside. Um, it's really cool to see. Well, I'm just the humanity. The humanity is, is great. Like the interacting, the conversations. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're all practicing social distancing outside on the street. But um, it's just really cool to see the interaction, the innovation, the creativity, um, to see that two block long chalk rainbow that we saw today uh, in <laughs> preparation for the birthday parade tomorrow. Um, just so much cool stuff. It, it even inspired us to get a little creative and, and do our whole opening day video that we did. Uh, well, I just participated in you mastermind the whole thing and ordered everything for it and gave me orders. You mean I didn't just have a blue angel airplane toy lying around? Yeah, I kind of um, I don't know if everyone saw it. That's assuming everyone pops on our Instagram. But I was just kind of thinking about missing baseball because this sucks. And I just feel like we need baseball. It's spring. There should be baseball on TV and should be able to go to games. And I was thinking about, you know, that feel on opening day. And it's so special if you've ever been there. Just that energy of everything starting up again and even the national anthem and the flyover and the big flag waving on the field. And I kind of just had this thought of like, let's create that at home. Everyone's doing all their TikTok videos and all that. So ordered a little flag on Amazon and ordered the, <laughs> the blue angel toy and explained it to Justin. I was like, I need you to bring home a Jersey and a glove and a baseball and all this. And he's just like, all right, let's do it. And yeah, I did a couple takes and it was fun to kind of create that. But I think it actually ended up making me more sad it was fun and it was cool to see everyone's response to it which you actually had kind of a creative call out to your followers to I guess recreate their opening day experience you were just chasing the feels those are all the feels of opening day you know like the special the only thing that we didn't have that I regret that we didn't put in was some fireworks you know when when they announce the starting lineups and you run out they have the fireworks and that's that's pretty cool as you're running on the field everyone's cheering they say your name 
the fireworks go up and then, you know, you get online. If I could do one thing different in that video, I would have, there would have been some fireworks. You can maybe do an edit. No, (laughs) we're not not (laughs) editing. (laughs) No more takes. But yeah, you actually called out to your followers to recreate their opening day as part of a challenge. And people were funny. Like there was the one video where they set up the concession stand. I think it was at like their bar in their kitchen and they had everyone come up and order and they were like, oh, I'll do a michelada and a hot dog. And they're like, that'll be $64. I was dying laughing. Yeah. And the one couple, they did the what's in the box game with the teddy bear and all that. It was just really cool to see everyone's creativity. And it just shows you how, I mean, amazing all the fans are, but just how much everyone misses baseball. I feel like um, when all of this is done with, hopefully soon, um, that's just going to be, I think, what really unites everyone is even if, you know, however you guys play it, whether it's to less fans, no fans, as long as we're watching baseball, I think that's going to have a big role in, you know, bringing everyone's spirits back up at the end of this. Well, I mean, it, I think if you think back in our lifetime uh, before this, obviously the probably the biggest thing that, happened in our country was, you know, 9-11 and, um, you know, everything that happened that day in New York and the towers going down and, um, you know, you think about baseball kind of being the first thing back to, you know, breathe life back into the country and, and, you know, President Bush throwing out that first pitch and, Piazza hitting the homer and it was just, it kind of like let everyone take a deep breath and, and know that everything was going to be okay. And it's so hard right now because there's literally nothing. There's no, there's no sports. There's nothing, there's nothing going on. So, um, it was cool to see all the videos and the create the creativeness and, um, and, and it just goes to show again, why, you know, Dodger fans are so great and how much passion they have for, for their team and their boys in blue. And, uh, we do have to pick a winner soon. Um, we maybe, maybe give it another day or two for people to, to enter in that contest. But, um, you know, there were some, some really good and creative videos. So, uh, we will have a winner in the next day or two. So, um, expect to be, uh, getting a message. One of you lucky fans and I'll be sending that (laughs) bat out to you. (laughs) Yeah, I think give it a couple of days to let them roll in. Some people really put some thought into it. And I was actually surprised how quick some of them were on there. It's like they were sitting there just waiting for a chance to make a video. Well, I think what ha- I think people actually made their opening day videos before we even had the contest. I think that's how like Oh, much. so they just sidestepped into the contest. <laughs> well, I I do. I think I like I got a couple of messages like, "Oh, you need to check out this video that got posted on YouTube earlier today." And like people were posting, people were way ahead of us. I think that, I mean, yeah. we, I, we actually had been planning this for about a week and a half because uh, we had to order all the, all the stuff, but we didn't actually get that video out until opening day. Yeah. And, and it was actually the night of opening day that we got it out. But um, it just goes to show you the fans, the, the Dodger fans who a lot of them had already made these videos, uh, you know, on what they would have been doing on opening day out of their home and they, they turned their homes into Dodger stadium, which was, which was really cool. So. Yeah, I guess whatever everyone can do to stay busy right now. Like I said, we've been going on our daily walk, which is kind of nice. Um, obviously doing some puzzles. 
um, playing some games, some board games. What else have we been doing? Have we been (laughs) catching up on our... Binging TV. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. As much as it's nice to be outside, and I obviously talked about, you know, seeing everyone outside, I actually didn't even mention our neighbors taking turns hosting a little quarantine happy hour. So our neighbors are taking turns providing a little adult beverage, and then they have the big jug of hand sanitizer so you can come up and make your drink and then step back away from everyone and all the kids are playing in the street and all the kids are keeping their distance and um everyone's getting a little creative but i think after i mean we don't have kids but everyone in our neighborhood i think pretty much has kids and so they're i think at the end of their homeschooling day they're taking a load off and popping the top social (laughs) social distancing happy hour that is how they sold it to us and they haven't partook yet yeah we, we haven't done it yet but one of these one of these days we're gonna go out there and Take part. Take part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Watch everyone ride their bikes around and yeah, play in the chalk and all that. So yeah, Um, we have been ending up on our couch at night and we have been binge watching. I think really the only two things that people are talking about in the country are obviously quarantining and Tiger King. The Tiger King. There's, (laughs) I mean, there's no- There's no way around talking about the Tiger King and Joe Exotic. I mean, I think what a guy. I mean, I apologize if you haven't watched this yet. You are definitely in the minority because everyone has watched it. I feel like even since we started recording, I've got three different texts of Joe Exotic memes that have popped up on my phone. So this, I mean, everyone is just diving into this who knew that this is what we would all be doing right now really no one has an excuse to not watch this by now so when i tell you when i tell you that cord is obsessed <laughs> with the tiger king <laughs> now, i'm gonna play a little i'm gonna play a little clip for you i'm gonna play a little clip for you and this is literally this is all she's been walking around the house <laughs> i had it going for like the last five days when i was on the treadmill yesterday i had this going as my like banger while i was running this this is what i've been hearing non-stop out of court's mouth for the last five days see if i can get it there we go (laughs) are you gonna say are you gonna sing it for us there she goes i mean this guy does it all. He really does it all. I mean, a businessman, um, singer, songwriter, polygamist, the list goes on and on. I mean, he ran, he was running for president. <laughs> Governor. And president. President? He threw his hat in for president. He oh. tried, it didn't get very far, but. Really? Yeah. He actually got, this is another update I got when I was sitting here, but he actually, when he had his run for governor he let me see so he had 19 percent of the votes yeah second place was 21 percent, and the winner was 31 percent. so he was 12 percent off oklahoma was very close to having joe exotic as their governor it wouldn't have lasted long because he's in jail oh, man he is in jail it's tough it's hard because i think even Carol, so Carol Bass, so Ooh, I guess we should just lay. Here comes the tea. Come on. 
Give no, it to I us. think we just lay it out. So if you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert. Um, Wait, we shouldn't spoil it for people. No, I'm just going to give them the lay of the land. They're obviously going to make their own opinion. I think people are very passionate about how they feel about every character in this docuseries. But so basically walks you through the GW Zoo um, that this man, Joe Exotic, he acquired a bunch of baby tigers, other animals. He bred them. Was breeding them. He has, a, he had a lot of tigers. Moneymaker, baby tigers. People pay a lot of money to pet and take pictures. Three thousand tigers. That's like the the stimulus check. It's almost enough for a baby tiger. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, so has the zoo. Obviously, controversial kind of deal. You know, people are very passionate about their animals. I think Joe loved the tigers. I really do. I think. He, I mean, this guy was in there with them day in and day out and everything was intact on his body. We can't say that for all of his employees, (laughs) but I mean, they must have, they must have, poor girl, aside from the sardine oil on his sneakers while he was recording Joe exotic TV episode 33, he thought it was cologne. Oh, that's right. He said right. someone put cologne on my <laughs> shoes and the tigers are trying to eat my boots. Okay. And then Carol said, I would have put started. Well, of course, Carol knows how she would have lured a tiger. Because she killed her husband. Allegedly. But yes. She did it. Anyway, so the Sioux, um, tigers, ligers. I don't know about bears. They had, What did they have? Monkey emus? They had everything. Everything. But they had like, Joe had like 200 and. 25 maybe 225 big cats big cats we'll just call them big cats i read an interesting fact (laughs) he was crossbreeding tigers and lions not because he wanted ligers okay he wanted to reincarnate the saber-toothed tiger that was what he was trying to do oh i don't know if that's true or not he's like a mad scientist in the lab but ligers, he I had mean, a bunch of ligers. Yeah, but um, what's the movie? Um, ligers. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone listening is gonna be like, right now. it's the oh gosh. Anyways, we'll come back to that. Why don't you <laughs> fact check me on that one? Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, there you go. So what came first, Napoleon Dynamite with the Liger or Joe Exotic's Liger? Do we think Joe Exotic invented the Liger? I feel like Napoleon Dynamite thought a Liger was like a unicorn, though. I think he thought it was like a mythical So he didn't know that Joe had one waiting for him to hold in Oklahoma. Who knows what Napoleon Dynamite was thinking? But anyway, so Joe had this zoo where you could come and see these tiger shows, big cat shows. And then eventually he took it to the road. He had a mall tour, like a nineties. Can we talk about how he went to Maryville? You missed his mall tour. You could have went. I know. Well, I was actually living in California, but my hometown mall, I looked it up because my sister was like, I remember being at the mall and the like, not even that long ago. It was 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And she was like, I was upstairs on this two-story mall, and I remember seeing a tiger show, but you had to pay. And she was like, not happening. So she looked over and, like, watched the show from afar. But she, that a girl, Kristen. Yeah. I mean, you know, we like our deals. But so you're able to hold these tigers and all this, and 
people didn't like it. And one person in particular that didn't like it was Carol Baskin, who has her own animal big cat sanctuary, I guess. So she's kind of doing, when you watch the documentary, she's doing the same thing as Joe. But she, she claims to be saving them, but then she's putting them right back in the cave. Like retired. Or not the cave, the cage that she's taking. <laughs> they want to be in a cave. No, but she's saying she's got them from what, from circus shows and zoos and injured. They're like, it's like, hospice for cats I guess she's and she's framing it as volunteer work so she really doesn't even have a payroll so she's charging money to come and see these cats do the same thing and everyone's a volunteer and she's just making all this profit she's got this massive social media following I think it's like two million it's probably hopefully less now that she's been on this show but I mean obviously we're animal lovers and there's no excuse for animal cruelty or anything like that. But I think you'll see a little hypocrisy if you see Carol and Joe. I mean, he obviously was very passionate about their feud and maybe pushed it a little too far. But um, listen, I'll say this. (laughs) Carol's tigers look way more miserable than Joe's tigers. Joe's tigers were flourishing, in my opinion. I don't know the (laughs) day-to-day, but they were. I mean, they loved that Walmart meat. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the, the meat truck. The Walmart meat truck. We might have to do a whole, just like several episodes on this. It's, it's like the gift that keeps there's on There's so giving. many layers. There's I a mean, lot. There's a there's so many ways we can go and so many things we can talk about. But yeah, so along the way, I guess, as Joe was kind of, you know, researching his hate for Carol, he found out that she had come into her wealth from a husband that had disappeared disappeared apparently magically right after what he said he wanted to leave her or something like that he was he was telling everyone he knew that he was was ready for a divorce he wanted to go he was ready to roll and then what happens he disappears she said oh he must have flown to Bahamas or no, where Costa was it? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. He was trying to fly to Costa Rica and open a zoo in Costa Rica. But then Rica they found his car abandoned. There was no record of him flying. And there's a... The police didn't do a good job. No, they dropped the ball on that one. They didn't really sink their tough. teeth into this case. So rumor has it that maybe Carol's ex-husband, Don, was... Uh, she killed him. Yeah, tiger meat. I don't know. She has a huge property, so I mean. Well, Joe thinks that she no fed she fed him to the tigers. He even made a song about it. Here, he here, did. kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. I mean, there's I a song. I don't have for, that one queued up. Sorry. There's a song for everything. <laughs> I can queue it up. Queue it up. Oh, it's queued up. Oh, gosh. Here Wait. we go. Here, kitty, kitty. Let me see if I can get here, kitty, kitty. Yeah, so Joe's also a recording artist. We actually found out. It's this was a sad. music video. He, I mean, he had videos for oh, all of great. them. They I were, guess they were all music videos. They were stunning. But yeah, he had a music career. We found out he wasn't actually the voice to any of his songs, which was kind of disappointing. That was a letdown. I thought he was a legend until I found that out. I mean, he is a legend. He's just, I mean, okay, I got it. The mullet, the eyebrow ring. Here we go. I don't know where we're at in the song, but well, anywhere you're at is good in the song, I think, personally. So this is Carol feeding her 
chopped up husband to the cats is the the song. <laughs> In the video, it shows a Carol lookalike feeding a tray of meat to the tiger. She's using tongs, though. <laughs> She's keeping her distance for sure. She's social distancing. She is social with the distancing. Tigers. And there's a fake head on, like. like oh man, yeah. Her head. I mean, her husband's head's on a platter. Yeah. What is happening? The creative director. That, of that might be a liger. Actually, needs a raise. Anyways, it is a whole mess. If you've watched it, you know how much of a mess it is. Just when you think it was as far as it could go, it just went another step further. So we're actually talking, obviously, Joe Exotic. Not really a spoiler. I think you learn in the first episode that he's calling from jail. So you know he's currently in jail. You'll find out a little more of the twisted web of how he ends up there at the end. But... I'm ready for a sequel. I think I need more. I don't. That's why I think I'm Wait, listening before, to. Wait before before we get to the sequel. Can I ask one question? Absolutely. And, and I asked this the other day when we were on Petros and Money. But if you're an animal rights activist, which Carol claims she is, is it not cruel to wear tiger animal print clothes every single day of your life? Like, is is that not where where does she think these clothes are coming from? I think a lot of them are prints, but I do think it creates the maybe the message that you want to be wearing their skin and their. We don't know fur. that they're prints. Yeah, that closet was very. I cat mean, heavy. Hundreds, She's, hundreds of clothes, clothes. Yeah. In tiger print. And flower crowns. She's ready for Ugh, Coachella. So weird. Coachella ready. Is she Hawaiian or something? I don't know. There's there's a lot of. A lot of style thing and the bike, the biking and the bike count. She's just a lot to unpack. I mean, obviously she's a lot and Joe was triggered by her and all of that jazz. So if you haven't watched it, definitely tune in, but I'm ready for a sequel or more, or I don't we know. Need if, more. Do we, we need more. We need more. Like a, like a retrial where we can watch Like, can, I don't know. I need You know more. what it felt like? You know what the ending felt like to me? You know where it left me? Yeah. It left me feeling like. The Jinx. The Jinx. Oh, I watched that so late. I think we actually watched that less than a year ago. That was in, I think it came out in 2016 on HBO. And everyone was telling me about it. And I don't know why I didn't discover it sooner. But yeah, the Robert Durst, like the end, it just left you. And actually, I was, it's funny, I was reading it today. His trial was postponed due to obviously the virus so it was actually supposed to start i think maybe last month because he's in jail currently in downtown la do you guys realize how like this man (laughs) this man when you're driving down the 101 he is literally in the twin towers correctional facility is that not creepy I mean, he's in. He's not going I know, anywhere. But you're like driving right past him every day. And he's very frail. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. He is like, he wouldn't well, be able to saw up Morris Black at this point. <laughs> I spelled Beverly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, gosh, why don't I enjoyed him too? I don't why know. do I like all these toxic men? I liked Robert Durst. I actually would love to try to go to his trial. And see that unfold because I just remember watching in the jinx, he was like holding court literally. Yeah. Um, and like the jury was l- like laughing with him, right? Like yeah, they he loved was him. charming. They loved him. And I feel like 
I don't know. He's another one that I'm, these men in jail. It's like I need to watch that show. What is it like locked locked up in love or like love locked up or something? Like I feel like I would really be into those. All I have these, another. I have another question. All these hardened criminals I'm drawn to. I have another question. I'm ready for your question. Okay, which murder case gets solved first? Carol's husband or Robert Durst's original wife? I don't Because they're both still open cases. Oh, man. I mean, I think that whenever these shows come out, there's kind of like new life that's breathed into these cases. So I thought that that, I mean, something would maybe be more open up with the jinx. Obviously, the Don Lewis, the Carol Baskin's ex-husband case is more current. Um, I just don't really know. I think it mentioned in the documentary that they're not done or it's not settled or like they're, yeah, they made There's all kinds of stuff that I think is going to happen, but they didn't, they kind of left us hanging. Like yeah. it was, this is why it reminded me of like the Robert Durst. Like I know he walked into the bathroom and left his hot mic. He had a hot mic and that was kind of the end of the Robert Durst, the jinx. And this thing, this this Tiger King left us hanging as well. Like he's still in jail. What happened? Where is he? Like someone confessed on camera. But he's still people wear a hot mic and I can't even imagine taking this thing into the bathroom right now. There what was did he someone say? in what the, was his line in the bathroom? Well, I guess what he said. He said killed them all, of course, but they said something about the it was maybe tampered with or they don't know if it was like edited or something like yeah, that. And he could have just have not been him. Right. Yeah. But it he could have been me. It could have been me on the mic. Well, I, I don't guess. know if I would <laughs> say that, but I think it's one of those. I don't know. It's so tricky because I don't think that guy ever expected to land there. And it's just, it's like, even with uh, making a murderer, like all of this happened and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I want to, do this case pro bono and like go and get him out and save him and all these like oh, keyboard murder, warriors. Another one. But then you have a documentary like, um, what is it? Cats. What's the cats? Something with cats. Which one did we just watch? Oh, uh, oh, don't, don't f with cats. Don't. Yeah, f. we gotta keep our ratings. Don't f with cats. <laughs> we gotta keep our PG thirteen. Wow. Hey, at least that one there was a there was an end. There yeah, was but a conclusion. that shows they you these people online. Which that's actually my dream is to be able to like investigate love. I would love to be either yeah, like that, a that's what you do. Investigator, criminal psychologist, something like that. I'm fascinated by that. But that one was actually crazy because these keyboard detectives were able to solve it and so i think that that just gives all of these people that are watching these documentaries that are like i could solve that it just makes you that much more eager to want to do that did you think in in don't f with cats did you think <laughs> that because this is what i thought when when they said his name was luca magnata i thought that was like a catfish name i didn't think it was real that whole thing i didn't it took a direction I didn't think it was going to take. Like, I thought that that, the guy online, I thought it was someone using, like, f a fake model's photo or they were trying to, like... That's what I mean. I thought yeah. it was I thought he was catfishing yeah. and it was a fake name and it was actually his name and it was actually his pictures and, well... Spo we're spoiler we alerting everything, but people should know. have watched these by now. I think that Peter, one... I mean, we're, we're going on to week three of this quarantine. I think people have watched all these documentaries yeah, and if so you make haven't sure you, now you got something to watch yeah, the jinx don't f with cats making a murderer and uh tiger king tiger king gotta go with tiger king
I love Tiger King. It's so good. Maybe I just watch it again. I feel like there's so many things you miss. Joe Exotic. Joe oh Exotic was actually, I, I believe he was a, at 19 years old, was a sheriff in a small town in Texas. He has his concealed carry. He always had a gun on his hip. And I feel like he had a little he had a little bit of you in him with uh, his Thanksgiving meals. He cooked for 150 people. He said he spent all day in the kitchen. I hope he didn't use the Walmart meat I just truck. hope it wasn't Walmart meat. No, oh I think he really put that. I mean, that's the. His pizza you, place was Walmart meat on the pizza. I know, but you just see that side of him. And Ew. I don't know. I just get sad. Hey, I love Walmart meat. I I'm, I don't have anything against it. We left out a we left out a show that we we've been watching. Your Mecca. McMillions. McMillions. We can talk about that next week. That's a good one. Next so maybe week? yeah, tune in to that one if you haven't yet and we can kind of talk about that because that combines my absolute love for McDonald's and chicken nuggets and a mystery and solving a mystery and fraud and it's so good and it's got so many good characters in it and oh that one's so good i think that one's on hbo hbo we watched it on hulu through hbo but watch that one it's really good i think everyone pisses me off it makes me so mad i ate so i mean i always had so i mean i always have so much mcdonald's in my life but during those times, I kicked it up to another level. Yeah. Supersized everything. I mean, we were going, because hash brown, that was the way to do it. Because hash browns had them on there and that was like the cheapest item. So you'd like toss like sides of hash browns in with your meals and supersize everything. And I really thought I was going to stumble across a park place or. Well, if you watch McMillions, you will find out how that was not womp even. Womp. What is the sound effects? Don't we have that sound effect option. somewhere? I don't know. We do. We have sound effects. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still learning how to do this stuff. We are. Thanks for being patient with Our us. Our big upgrade this week was we were able to play music live on the podcast. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was huge. Joe Exotic. <laughs> plugged him in. Yeah. Even though it wasn't him. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, in the theme of the quarantine, which I feel like is maybe going to be the theme of this for a little while at least i think we have at least another month in this state um i don't know i was kind of thinking today if you could have anyone obviously me like i'm your quarantine partner you don't have a choice i actually read a story today about this girl who was just having this new guy that she met when she was traveling abroad or something came to visit her and then all of these regulations were put in place. And so she has been forced to hang out with this new guy. Like it's, I don't, I don't Are know. Are they still going? Yeah. She wrote this whole like diary entry about it, but I don't know exactly what country she's in, but it's a place Is where she like, pregnant? no, uh, let me tell the story. Okay. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> but she's in a spot where like, you can literally go out to like walk your dog and like, that's it. And so it's like, it's not like, you can like, the, I don't know. He can't really leave. He can't go anywhere. So it's kind of her adventure. But with me, you don't have a choice. Like I'm your quarantine, like ride or die. And you're kind of stuck with me. And yeah, it's okay. Yeah. This might be a glimpse into like retirement life or that little like in betweener when you're done playing before you go on to whatever career path you choose. But if you could have anyone 
in quarantine with you. And I guess they'd also have to coexist with me as well. It could be like a character, a real human, like dead, alive, anything. Like who are you, who are you pairing up with to survive all of this? That's easy. Okay. Wow. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to do around the house, but I don't necessarily think that I'm actually capable of doing not because I can't do it. Just, I don't really know the right way to go about it. And got a lot of respect for this guy. I grew up watching him all the time. I think he has a fantastic beard. Um, and I think he would be awesome at helping me out around the house. And my answer to that question is flannel and all Al Borland. <laughs> the fictional home improvement. Home improvement. Sidekick. Al Borland. He did everything right. But not even. Like Always safe. Tim Taylor. Well, Tim Taylor burned down everything he touched. He's funny. He's funny. He's funny. And even real Tim Taylor, Tim Allen, is funny. We've actually gone and seen him. In His stand-up, stand up, yeah. It was great. Um, but he burned everything down or broke everything. I don't want to do that to my house. And he doesn't have a beard. Al's got a good beard. So you want Al Borland to like move into our guest room? Because this is not just like come by for three hours a day and like put a door in. Like You don't this think he'd like- be an interesting guy to just be like, man, like, what are you about, Al Borland? Like, obviously, you you can you're a handyman, whatever. But I guess if you want him to be the third that you bring in to our lives, then that's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> He's staying in the guest room. I know, but like Al Al Borland. I don't know. Richard just, Karn didn't he host Family Feud though? I yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he, he did. He could host yes, Family Feud for us and maybe do some like Zoom teleconferencing games for our friends. He wasn't the best he no. wasn't like louis anderson bad at family feud but he's not like it's top. it's like a, a drier humor right yeah i just feel like he's like that authority like authority that's like gonna come in and i'm gonna I'm, i don't know i'm like afraid to like spill something around i don't know i just feel like he's gonna like crack the whip on well, really yeah, like restore order around here yeah, yeah he's very organized very clean very detailed very Safety first. Maybe I'll work on Very... getting Richard Karn to call in next week and you guys can talk about your life, <laughs> your quarantine life together. I that don't you know. I mean, I love, Tim, I love Tim Allen. I love Tim the Tool Man Taylor, but... You no, know, like, like Bob about... Villa? Or like Bob yeah, Villa? What's his name? Bob, who was the guy I don't from... want a real guy. I want a, I want a persona. Yeah. But like this old house, like that... Yeah. Like the original, like Maybe. DIY. Pinterest. I definitely would want something, someone in, in the house that's can just show me some things, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess piggybacking off of that, like I we've seen a lot of people do or try to learn. Wait, wait, wait! You're gonna skip out of this question and not answer it yourself? <sighs> oh, who I want in the house? Yeah. Definitely no one that like sings because I feel like that's all. I just walk around the house and like sing everything. Oh God, and please no. Instead of <laughs> talking. I don't need to do it. I even made like a Tiger King song. Yeah, can you do it? Can you sing your um your rendition? Your oh, Lion man. King. Li- it's a Lion King, Tiger King rendition. Are you guys ready uh, for uh, this? Uh, me, me, me. Sorry, yeah, warm, just up, to warm, warm up, up, warm up, warm up, warm up. 
How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Red leather. It's going to be a Tiger King. So Carol Baskin, beware. Well, I've never seen a Tiger King with quite so blonde of hair. Uh. Yes. <laughs> We're working what, on the rest. This is what Justin has to deal with on a, I mean, daily basis. I, I sing everything. Everything. It's bad. On repeat. It's not good. So if she's not singing Joe Exotic Tiger King songs, she's making up her own songs yeah. to other Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, this is my life. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. That was good. I like that. We got to work on the rest of that song. I think it'd be a hit. Yeah, next week. Um, I don't actually know who I would have in the house. Probably someone that can cook. Ooh. Maybe like a... Yeah, I've had a lot of fun cooking and... You're a good cook though. Why would you want someone to come and... Because I make like Midwest meals. Like I'm making meatloaf. I'm making stuffed green peppers. I'm making chili. I actually made like a pantry special the other day, which you went back for seconds. The and sausage and beans. I don't know <laughs> was what was so in it. I just put some Italian sausage in a pan some black beans. I think there were tomatoes and like green spinach. Chili. There was spinach. There was spinach. I added some spinach at the end. Green oh. chili, onions. Yeah, onions, a lot of garlic. I peppers? feel like if did you it, put peppers in? No, uh, we didn't no have peppers. I didn't, didn't have, have peppers. peppers. But if it calls for like a clove of garlic, I put twelve in there. So there was a yeah, lot of garlic. Super garlicky. We're and definitely not vampires. I don't know. I don't think you're like that tough of like a judge, but no, you, I like everything. Definitely were like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I need this recipe. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to get rid of everything. I definitely did not ask for the <laughs> recipe, but I did go back for seconds. Yeah, but it's been fun to get creative. Yeah, you don't want to cook. You don't want to cook here. You have too much fun cooking. I just feel like there's a lot to learn. There's a lot. of. I mean, you can always learn in different techniques. And I think I can branch out from, I think every meal I make, it's like Taco Bell. Like everything's just kind of a variation of the same thing. Oh, okay. man. I can't wait. One of these episodes, we'll have to get into our sauce drawer over there. Okay. <laughs> don't put me on Blossom Sauce Drawer. Wow. You guys should Maybe see our uh, sauce drawer. I don't know. I feel like we've been doing good with our prison workouts and our video workouts. So I wouldn't say we need a trainer. Um, you wouldn't want Brandon know. over here? I mean, Brandon can come over. I That's fine. I don't, he doesn't need to live here. I just, <laughs> he lives around know. the corner. So yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. That's tough of who I would want to be here. All right. We'll, we'll revisit. It's we got tough. till, we got till the 30th. Apparently it's really so. sad because I'm one of those people that like, I don't know. Sometimes when people cancel plans, you're like, you want oh, Corey, man. you want Corey Chavez over here, don't you? Yeah. Dog trainer. That would be <laughs> fun. Just round the clock dog training for moon. But yeah. Corcha balance canine. Yeah. Get it. Bring him on over. I think, I don't know. You try to think about someone that would maybe like add to your experience. But I feel like we've been doing good with workouts and cooking and all that. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. But yeah, I think everyone's kind of taking this time to figure out a skill. I think we've seen some people pick up a guitar, all that. I was kind of thinking, I wish I had like a sewing machine. A lot of people are making masks for hospitals and you know sending out patterns to be able to make them and i think that that's something you know a few of the dodger wives during the year is we, that what gabby's yeah, yeah our friend gabby is um 
she almost kind of just went rogue on the pattern and kind of figured it out and using the material and all that and was making some for one of her friends that for you guys that don't know gabby gabby's the girl that ran the marathon with courtney this year so yes love you gabby she's uh been crushing the sewing machine and all that but yeah i wish i had a sewing machine here i actually thought about ordering one we did a dodgers wives uh i guess like a event at um sewing arts center in santa monica and made quilts for the NICU at chla that we donated and it just i guess right now it makes you think about you know wanting to be productive and wanting to help and i think having a sewing machine here would help me feel like i was contributing and doing something there's only so many times i can like vacuum out our drawers and like reorganize our house before i just run out of things to do so i feel like yeah i'm going with the sewing machine that's the one that's what you that would be like my skill that I would want to like perfect. I did some like, but you know how to sew. you know how to sew. Yeah. But like get like fancy, like a fancy quilt or got it. Do all that jazz. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I want. <laughs> I'm kind of just going, you know, I'm just kind of just roaming around from minute to minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything. Yeah, I, I want to. You know what I want to do? I want to. I want to get better at baseball, and I can't do that right now. So, Ugh. I mean, I could Sucks. throw BP to you. That'd be great. You've been working out. I would hit a lot that, of homers. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll wrap this thing up. Um, next week we are we done already? We're gonna work on a guest for next week. Whether we have to get someone through a win a glass window and mic them up or something or we can have someone call in maybe um, we'll figure out how to like call in and patch in a, a interview That'd oh i've fun. got that yeah i've got that skill down but yeah reach out to us let us know suggestions for what you would like us to talk about what you've been watching and all that you know it's obviously a super unique time so not a whole lot of current events happening sports happening um new things for us to talk about so yeah maybe guess you would love to here on the show and suggestions for things we can talk about so we'll wrap this thing up and let this jingle take us away thanks for being here justin thank you